Hi, I'm Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change. And now here's today's podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to Life's Word Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Malachi. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Please share the podcast with your friends and your loved ones, your associates. Let them know I'm on and we're about to get in it. Let's talk about it. Let's be about it. We're going to talk about witchcraft. Witchcraft is on the rise. It's really not going anywhere. It's more prevalent now than before as each year comes and goes. The darkness of this world gets stronger and stronger as we get closer to the Lord coming back. And whether you realize it or not, Jesus is coming back, y'all. And it behooves you to be ready and be in a position to go back with him when he calls his saints home. And we want to talk about the darkness of this world and what's happening with witchcraft because i'm seeing it on facebook and social media people are dark people are entering into a realm that they really don't understand the power that satan has and what he can do to you when you become a part of his family so that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about witchcraft so when we come back after this short break we're going to dive into this topic And I pray that God blesses you in what you hear. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The discussion on the table is witchcraft. And you can rest assured that the Bible has a lot to say about witchcraft. And to be clear here, there are many branch members in witchcraft. And to name a couple of them, there is necromancy, which is the practice of communicating with the dead. You know, people that want to talk to great uncle Freddy or your daddy that's been gone for a while, grandma, they want to talk to those that's passed over already. Well, let me tell you, there's no communicating with the dead, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You can be fooled into thinking that if you want to. 
And here's an all-time favorite of many people, and that's fortune-telling. People want their fortune told. What's my future? Am I going to meet the man of my dreams? Am I going to be rich? These are Satan's counterfeits to that of holy spirituality. They're counterfeit. It's not real. The Bible is very clear in its teaching against such practices, and it expressly condemns all forms of witchcraft. Everything that deals with witchcraft, the Bible teaches against it. And that means white magic as well as black magic. Oh, maybe you didn't know there was such a thing as white magic. White magic is described and referred to as quote-unquote good magic as opposed to that of black magic, which is commonly known as bad magic. Well, it's all bad if you ask me. Because while black magic taps into the darkness of this world, white magic is said to pull on the good. But listen to me here, people of God. When it comes to magic, the Bible does not segregate between quote-unquote good and bad magic. As far as the Bible is concerned, and in all of its teaching against magic, magic is magic. Scripture does not distinguish whether the magic is supposed to be used for good or for bad. Just because people say, oh, it's only white magic. That's like saying, oh, it's only a little white lie. No, a lie is a lie. It's all forbidden because it appeals to a source of power other than God. And these powers are very real. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're dealing with spiritual beings, Ephesians 6 and 12. Because ever since the fall of man, people have sought and dabbled in supernatural experiences that God does not endorse. You know, I used to be in a relationship to where this woman wanted to experience anything that was supernatural because she thought it would be cool. And come to find out, she did have a supernatural experience in her home one night. And we have to be very careful in what we ask for when it comes to the supernatural. One night, she told a story about how some strange noises was in her house, in another part of her house, and she figured, you know, it was just the house popping. So while she was in her bedroom, the door was closed, and the door began to rattle and shake as if someone was standing on the outside trying to get in. And she was the only one in the house. Now, you know, most folk would be like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> she came out of the room to see what was going on, and when she walked into the living room, she noticed that the curtains were up. And then they just fell down like somebody was standing there looking outside the window. And when I inquired a little more about her past, see, we have to do some research and find out who, who, who these people really are and what, what's really going on. Come to find out she and some of her friends had played with a Ouija board. Hello? That is not something you want to play with. Because when you mess with things like that, Ouija board, you're actually opening up portals for spirits to come and go. That's not something you take lightly. That's very dangerous. And people wonder why crazy things are happening in and around their lives. It's because they're dabbling with dark entities, 
forces, Ouija boards, and all these different type of games, soothsaying and fortune telling, all of that. You know, when I was doing a little reading and when you read and you study about the promised land in the Bible and how God promised certain portion of the land to the children of Israel, you'll find out that the nations that surrounded that land were saturated with these same types of practices, witchcraft, black magic. And there was a stern warning to the children of Israel before going into that land concerning any type of involvement with these types of people. They were not to indulge in any of these wicked customs. God told them in Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12, he said to them, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abomination of those nations. He says, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or sorcerers or one who conjures spirits and spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. For all who does these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. God was going to drive out everything that was not like him in the land. He wanted them to go into a land of promise. And in order for them to go into that land, they had to drive out everything that was not like God. You see, before God blesses you into a situation, he has to purge that. He has to clean that. He has to drive out everything that's not like him in order for you to get it. Hear me good. You have to be very careful with some of the people you attach yourself to. These women asking for husbands and don't even know their background, don't even know what type of family they come from. You don't know what type of spirit is attached to that man or that man's family or vice versa. You don't know what type of spirit is attached to that woman and that woman's family. Spirits can and will attach themselves to you. When I allowed that person in my house, those spirits came right along with them. I had to pray and reanoint my house while they were there and then more so when they finally left because I felt a presence in my house that was not a good presence. And only through prayer and rebuking those spirits that it finally left. There was a time that I got down to pray in my room and I felt a dark entity walk through my room. Another time I was laying in bed and it was, I would say, early in the morning, just before, you know, you finally wake up. There was a dark presence that sat on my bed. I had to pray and rebuke that demon out of my house. Don't tell me that it's not real because I know for an assurance it's real. Witchcraft is very serious to God. And under the Mosaic law, the penalty for practicing witchcraft was death. You see how we allow certain things to continue in our society? Just think if we were still under the Mosaic law as it were. There'd be a whole lot of people dying today. Exodus 22:18 says, you shall not permit a sorceress to live. They had to put them people to death, y'all. Leviticus 20 and 27 says, a man or a woman who is a medium or who has familiar spirits 
shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with a stone. Their blood shall be upon them. Familiar spirits, those that are conjuring up evil spirits. First Chronicles 10, 13 tells us, so Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord. And also because he consulted a medium for guidance. You don't go to no medium for guidance. So as a result of him going to a medium for guidance instead of God, God took his life and gave the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. In the New Testament, the Greek word for sorcery is translated pharmakia. It's where we get the word pharmacy. And in Galatians 5.20, he says, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. All of this involves witchcraft. Revelation 18.23 says, the light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived. The light of the Lord is not in them. It shall not shine in those that conjure up spirits that are practicing witchcraft and sorcery. I'm going to tell you, when indulging in witchcraft and spiritism, it often involves the ritualistic use of potions and mind-controlling drugs. Let me say this to those that are partaking in the use of illicit drugs and engaging in a practice or taking a substance to achieve an altered state of consciousness. You are actually allowing the invasion of demonic spirits into your life. And whether you realize it or not, that's a form of witchcraft. You didn't know that, did you? When partaking in the use of illicit drugs, taking a substance to achieve an altered state of consciousness, you're allowing demonic spirits to invade your life. You know, I was sharing with my wife the other day that there are only two sources of spiritual power in our world, God and Satan. And when Satan was kicked out of heaven, this world became his kingdom. However, Satan has only the power that God allows him to have. That's why Satan can only do what God will allow him to do. He can't do anything else to you. But you know what? Don't get it twisted because his power is very considerable. Job 1 and 12. We know the story of Job and the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. The Lord allowed Satan to do certain things to Job and his family, but he was not allowed to take his life. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, Whose minds the God, small g, of this age has blinded, who did not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. They were blinded. People are blinded in today's society because they want to tap into the darkness of this world. They want power and riches and wealth. Revelation 20 and 2 says, He laid hold of the dragon, 
that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Oh yes, we know the story of the end and what's gonna happen to Satan, the devil. He's gonna be bound for a thousand years. That's another topic that I can't get too much into right now. <laughs> but you know what, we're gonna have to take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna finish this about witchcraft. Stay with me, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Life's Word Podcast. We've been talking about witchcraft and how dangerous it is for you to dabble in witchcraft and fortune telling. And you know, when people desire to seek knowledge and spirituality or a power apart from that of God, who is our creator, it is considered idolatry, which is closely related to witchcraft. Look at 1 Samuel 15 and 23. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. When you got children that are rebelling in the home, that's just like witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. That's why we have to be careful allowing our children to act out certain ways in our home. Because he says, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. He was talking to Saul. Samuel came and prophesied to Saul fortune telling and witchcraft is satan's realm so when you're dabbling in fortune telling when you're dabbling in witchcraft you are actually dabbling in satan's realm and you know what excelling and counterfeiting what god does is what he works at that's his job is to counterfeit what god does Okay, let's go back a little. Remember when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go? Moses performed miracles before Pharaoh and his magicians. Well, Pharaoh's magicians did the exact same things, but it was through demonic powers. If you read Exodus 8 and 7, it says, and the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. They did the same things that Moses did through black magic and enchantments just to discredit what God was doing through Moses. People want to know, what's my future? Oh, what? am I going to marry the man of my dreams? Am I going to be rich? Am I go Where am I going to be in five years? People, come on, let me help you here. Man cannot control the future and what is to happen but at the heart of witchcraft and fortune telling is the desire to know what the future holds people want to know what's going to happen to them in the near and distant future but you know what those abilities only belong to the lord our god 
and to those he allows to prophesy. Sure, there are people that can discern certain things. God gives people gifts, yes, but they're using them for darkness. They're using them for the devil. More than ever, there is a desire in man not only to be like God, but to be God. You've heard people talk about, I'm Yahweh, I'm, I'm Jah. No, you're not. There's only one God. And given time, mark this, their time is short. And God will show you who God is. And this desire that they have, it's rooted way back in the Garden of Eden in Satan's first temptation to Eve when he seductively told her, you can be like God. And he is seductively telling people today, you can be like God. You can be a God. And they're listening to him. Genesis 3, 5 says, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You see how slick he is? See how smooth he is? See how enticing he is? And ever since the Garden of Eden and the fall of man, the major focus of Satan has been to divert mankind's heart away from serving and worshiping the true God. He's very cunning, very slick, very smart, very shrewd. Even in Genesis 3.1 and at A clause, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. So he was very shrewd in what he was saying to Eve. And his only job is to entice us with the suggestions of power and spiritual enlightenment, self-realization apart from the submission of our God. And enticement is another branch of witchcraft. You know, this topic can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But let me close with this. Because time will not allow me and permit me to go into this as we should to become involved in witchcraft or fortune telling in any way is to enter into Satan's realm, his world. And I understand that it seems harmless, but even the modern entanglements of witchcraft can include Eastern meditation rituals. People want to meditate. People want to tap into their chakra. Ouija boards. And yes, even horoscopes. People want to know, what's my horoscope for today? That's nothing but witchcraft. Witchcraft is the practice that dabbles in a spiritual power source other than that of our Lord Christ Jesus. That's all it's doing is dabbling in darkness of spiritual wickedness. That's Satan's realm. Revelation 22.15 includes witches in a list of those who will not inherit eternal life. You want to dabble in witchcraft? You will not inherit eternal life. He says, outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. 
All that is practicing falsehood and you will not inherit eternal life. We have no reason to fear Satan's power, but it does need to be respected and to stay away from. First John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Yes, Satan can create much havoc and destruction and harm, even in the lives of believers. Just listen to the many testimonies in churches and on Christian radio stations and television. You'll hear how Satan has created a lot of havoc and destruction and harm, even in the believer's life. Time after time, Paul wanted to go and encourage those that were new followers of Christ, and he was even hindered. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 18 says, Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. You ever wondered why certain things happen to you when you're trying to do something that will bring light to God? Satan is trying to hinder your work. In Job 1, 12 through 18, you will read about how Satan tested Job's walking relationship with God, even to the point that his wife doubted and told him to curse God and die. Not really sure what happened to her. <laughs> Many have speculated that she may have died because of her statement, but there's no real proof of that. But later we do read that Job was blessed with more children. Well, maybe God blessed him with a new wife, too. We really don't know. First <laughs> Corinthians 5, 5 says, Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Don't worry about those that are wicked. And even if you're the wicked one, your body will be tormented in order that your spirit may be saved. Oh, my goodness. This is such a deep metaphorical message. And it's one that I really do not have time to unpack. There's so many things in this podcast that needs to be unpacked, but I don't have time. However, I will say this. If you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no power or devil in hell that can ultimately defeat you or do you any harm. Isaiah 5417 is one scripture that I stood on when I got divorced and it, I was a single father. I stood on a scripture and I stand on today. No weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment. You shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. We never have to fret about what we are dealing with and what we will have to deal with because we are overcomers. 1 John 5, 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. We fight fully equipped when we put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the devil's schemes, Ephesians 6 and 11. Isaiah 8, 19 says, and when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and necromancers and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? 
Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? No, stop trying to seek answers from those that are dead. They're dead. Micah 5.12 says, and I will cut off sorcerers from your hand and you shall have no more tellers of fortunes. God was going to cut off all sorcerers and fortune tellers. Witchcraft, fortune telling, necromancing, and its many counterparts promise spirituality but lead only to emptiness and death. There is only Life in the words of Christ Jesus. That's why I call it podcast, Life's Word. John 6, 68. But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You want to know who, who are we going to go to? You're the one that gave us life through your words. You don't have to worry about people and what they're going to say because the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. When we as a people, give our lives to Christ. We must first, what? Repent. And then what? Ask for forgiveness of sin. In this repentance and forgiveness of sins, it should include renouncing any involvement in witchcraft. Look at what the early believers did in Acts 19.19. 19. It says, also, Many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. We're talking about several millions of dollars in today's rate. Millions of dollars. Those that came to Christ in the early church, no one had to tell them to bring their books and burn them. The move of the Lord was upon them such a way that they felt in their heart, you know, these books are not good. We need to get rid of them. And the best way to get rid of them is burn them. When you come to Christ, no one should tell you how to dress, how to act, what to get rid of. Don't get it twisted because there are classes that you'll go through to learn how to be Christ-like. So when you first come to Christ, yeah, there are going to be some people to tell you this, that, and the other. But as you get further along in your walk, no one should have to tell you right from wrong because your love for God will move upon your heart and it will convict you and you will know this isn't right. I got to get rid of it. This isn't something that I need. I need to change this. I shouldn't dress like this. I shouldn't talk like this because of the love of God that's in your heart now. Let me ask you a question. Are you one that has been dabbling in witchcraft? Would you like to stop? Some say once in, always in. That's not true because giving your life to Christ will stop all of the devil's powers he has over you. You can stop all the powers of darkness in and around your life just by repenting and asking Christ to forgive you and accepting him into your heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
Would you say yes to Jesus? Would you like to stop dabbling in witchcraft, going to fortune tellers to know what your future is? You can go to God for that. Pray this prayer with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin and the power of witchcraft. And I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free from the power of the devil right now. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and I confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you and ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that you've heard my prayer and you've forgiven me of my sins. I declare that right now I am set free from witchcraft, and I am a child of God. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, as declared in Galatians 2.20. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. And I believe that I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer, to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway of Christ. You know, I would love for you to write to me and share your story of faith. And let me know that you said yes to Jesus. You can email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. I would also like to take this time to thank those of you that partner with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry regularly. Because of your generous giving, it allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. If you're not a partner and would like to sow into this ministry, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash lifeswordministry. And to receive a copy of my brand new book, Pathway to Christ, you can go to Amazon and purchase it there. Or if you would like a personally autographed copy, you can go to paypal.me forward slash Malachi 660 forward slash 12. And we'll put you on a list and I'll autograph your book and we'll even pay the shipping for you. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on Life's Word Podcast. And remember, God loves you, and I do too.
This concludes our podcast for today. Through one podcast at a time, we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems. Remember to love God, love yourself, and love others. Thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Pastor Malachi. Bye.